Hey, my name's TC Burr. Welcome to Yet, a podcast created to encourage you to get your goal or idea out of your head and into reality. On this podcast, you'll hear stories, encouragements, tips, and ideas to help you write your book, start your business, launch your podcast, or whatever it is you hope to accomplish. Because it's not that you haven't done it, it's just that you haven't done it yet. My guest today is Tracy Burton. Tracy, how are you? I'm good, TC. I'm excited to be here today. Awesome. Well, I'm super glad to have you. So the way that I generally kick these off is I ask my guests to kind of do their own intro. So I could say a lot of things about you, but I always find it's more interesting to hear from the guests themselves. So if you could, in 30 seconds or less, tell people kind of who you are and what you do. Yeah, sure. So I have a day job. I work in a corporate environment during the day and most recently have started my own little tiny small business. Um, so I, as you learn about me, you'll know that this kind of came from being an empty nester. So I have three adult kids. I have two grandbabies now and found myself kind of not knowing what to do with myself. And so I started a small little blog called Grace Gather and Eat which has now kind of turned into a social media type posting, fun, interacting with people, which then led to some small catering and some small baking and, and some shows and things like that. So it's, it's been a fun little journey and I'm excited to share it with you today. Oh, that's awesome. So I, I love, I love how your story starts off. So I'm <laughs> curious because you just kind of, like you said, Hey, I, the kids are gone. Like, what am I going to do? Like, so you just had this, this hobby, this thing that you wanted to do, but I'm curious, like, is, had you always kind of thought of, you know, starting a business or a blog or like, was it literally just, Hey, I've got some extra time on my hands now. And this is something fun. You know, I spent so much, I was a single mom for most of my kids' life and okay. I spent so much time putting all my energy into them. I had a soccer player that played soccer all year round. I had a daughter that did cheerleading and it just found myself completely immersed in them. And that was my identity. You know, I work too, and I enjoy my career and I love my work, but anything outside of that was totally focused on them. And as they started to move away, I started to wonder what, where I was, what, what was I going to do now with all this time? Like, I remember the days where I used to wish, oh, I wish I had more time on the weekend. Um, and one of the funny things that came out of it is I realized I wasn't ever really cooking a whole lot for my kids. Hmm. Really. And, and that's the little small thing that started this. I'm like, you know what? I like to do it. Let me try to do it. And there, then it, I, COVID came and I was like, I'm going to start writing it down. And so I started blogging about my amateur cooking and it turned out I wasn't bad at it. And I started to, to, you know, cook for my friends and bake for my friends and talk about it in this blog and talk about it on Facebook and Instagram. And it built a bit of a following. And it, so it was fun for me. And like I said, it started to, it started to take its own snowball effect. And I started hosting baby showers and catering brunches. And all of a sudden people are like, can you do this for a living? Do you do this for a living? Like, can I see your menu? And I was like, what? I don't have a menu. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just started to kind of write about it and it caught on with folks. That's awesome. So you started off with the blog first, right? So when, if you can remember, when, when did you do your first blog post? Um, it wasn't long after COVID and okay. after my last kid left. 
And I was inspired by, I started thinking about why I wanted to start cooking and doing this. And I had inspirations in my life and I was like, let me write it down. And the first one I think was, I remember correctly was about my grandmother who was a caterer and Mm. I never thought I had that gene or that talent. And I began to talk to her and she's 95 and she still loves to cook. And um, my first blog post was about Southern cooking and that style of cooking that she did. And um, it's, it, it's near and dear to me. And, you know, I, I took, uh, I take a lot of inspiration from her. That's awesome. So you started doing the blog, then you started kind of sharing more broadly on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, it sounds like you just kind of started gaining a following, like people yes. were interested in what you were doing. So what was that process like for you from when you went from just kind of just blogging to now I've got people calling me and, and asking me to do their baby showers and their <laughs> events and not like you're a caterer now, right? Right. Like you have a catering business. Yeah. Um, what was that transition like for you? It sounded like the way you described it earlier, the demand was starting to to pile up and you were like, okay, now I've got, I've got to, I've got to create a menu. I've got to make a plan, like talk through kind of some of that process. Yeah. So I mostly started doing it for friends and they were like, can you do this for me? And I felt safe in that environment, right? Like sure. the people I knew, I mean, I, I was very, very nervous about it. And I still to this day, if I'm being truthful, I still get nervous when I eat, you know, I bake something I'm like, should I eat it first? Like I can't eat it first. Like I just got to go out and do it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I, you know, for me, it was starting there and then people would start to say, Oh, I, Tracy baked this for us at work today. And it was amazing. Like, can I have your recipe or share your recipe? And I, I love doing that. For me, this is about sharing and, mm. and that my name says it all, right? Grace, my faith and, and relying on that and always having that behind me. But people gathering around, people being around that, that want to have those kids back or visit and be around and bring them all to the table is all the basis for that. So to your point, the point that you asked me, I, I started to do it for friends and they started to say, hey, do that for me. Or come to my store and bring your 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 goods and sell them here. And one of my one of my first real successful things where I started to really get people was I did a, I do a pop up in a local store here in Richmond, and that it just exploded from there. People started following me online, people that I didn't know, and and asking me to make things for them. And in particular, I have a specialty which is this mint that I've started to package and brand and, and bring to these things. And I, this, this year at Christmas, I completely sold out. I didn't even, I, I ran out of time to complete orders actually. Wow, so that's, that's kind of, for me, that's, it's been small, but these little tiny snowballs have continued to grow. And sometimes I'm thinking, Oh, I don't know. Like this is, I don't know if this is for me, like this is a lot of work or this is a lot of time, but I get so much, um, enjoyment from it, like standing in my kitchen and making these goods and making these mints or, or these cookies for people, cookie boxes for Christmas. It, it is so, it fills that space, that emptiness that I felt like I had when all my, when my kids left. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. So, okay. So, uh, here, just some random, these are random couple of food questions for you. So, um, I'm curious, do you have like a signature, product that you create? Like if, if people know you for one thing, 
like what would that one thing i know you do a lot of things but if there was like a <laughs> signature dish or a signature product what would it be well for my for my audience it's these mints these mints okay. have grown legs and and um i'm doing baby showers and weddings and things like that with these mints but i will tell you my friends will tell you i'm famous for my banana pudding I, I was hoping you were going to say that. I can vouch for that from our time working together. That was always like the the Christmas party or the team events. Like that was it's always the thing. I went, I always go to that dessert first. So that's, that's great. Yes. Um, okay. So ne next food question, and this is off the cuff. This was not in my script. If you go out to dinner, what are you going to order? And in any, any restaurant, like you and your husband going on a date, what, what's your, what's your go-to kind of, this is what I'm going to have tonight. I'm always a salad. Everybody will say, tell you that I'm a salad person, which is weird, but it's so that I can continue to bake and not okay. feel bad about taste testing all the time. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, okay. So what do you, so, so you've talked a little bit about your journey for your business. What do you think as you look to the future, like the next, and I know this is kind of, you know, typical like job interview, where do you see yourself in five years kind of thing? But um, if, if, if things could continue to progress the way that you would like them to, where do you see this thing going? Like, what do you, what's your long-term vision for your business? Yeah. Thank you for asking me that. This is something I'm really excited about. And I've also been very nervous about up until this point, because when you're working with food, there's, there's a lot of things to be worried about, right? Like there's a lot of guidelines that you have to, um, you have to think about when you have a business that's food related. and so. My goal this year is to take that next step towards LLC and then understanding what I need to know in order to move this catering business forward. So new territory for me, um, you know, my my website is not it's blog focused right now. It's not its greatest. And so my husband just recently retired. So he's going to help me. He's very techie and he's actually going to help me work on that um, website a little bit so that I can use it to expand the business. So can I, do I want to go full on catering or do I want to keep it small and do mail order baking or just sell the mints? There's a lot of things to think about. And I did get some, I know, one of the things that you talked to in a previous podcast was like what types of tools and things that folks had used. And for me, it's, it's not about tools, but it is about understanding um, the right level of engagement. So I don't want to do too much. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to overdo that. I want to do one or two things really well. And I think in my career and, and people that I know, that's one piece of advice that I think, I want to follow myself because I don't want it to get out of hand and, and too far away from me so that it's not successful. I, I find so much joy and, you know, success and people enjoying what they're eating or enjoying the conversation about the recipes. And so for me, I would love to do that. And, and I think ultimately the blog was headed towards a cookbook. And so I've got a couple outlines for that. And, you know, and you inspired me in our last conversation when we were talking about this. It's like, just start putting it on in, just start doing it, just start writing it and start putting it together. So those are a couple of goals for me. And I, I, you know, they're still audacious um, in how I look at those, but I feel like if I can break them down, the cookbook, which is ultimately where I started and where I wanted to go, it just grew legs a little bit and, and ventured out into other areas. 
That's amazing. Well, you'll have to keep me posted on the cookbook and the progress because I know based on the, uh, the food that I've eaten that you've made, I, I would be interested. So, um, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, all right, let's see here. Um, this podcast is not about food specifically, um, but it's, it's for anybody who has a goal or an idea that they want to accomplish. So for a lot of the people listening to this, it's people who are thinking about starting a business or a side hustle, or, you know, like in my case, I'm writing a book. So, um, but, and, and for a long time, I didn't think I could do it, but then I realized like, nope, you can, you just need to get going and, and you figure, you figure it out along the way and you learn lessons and you get better. Um, but one of the big things that I've learned is encouragement is such a key part of progressing because there's going to be times, especially early on where you feel like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. Does anybody care? Uh, you know, what if I, what if I fall flat on my face? And I've had people who have kind of put their arm around me and said, Nope, keep going. You're doing, you're doing it right. Like keep doing it. I'm curious for you, if you can think back to your journey specific to this, this business venture or just life in general, like, do you have any of those key moments, those key conversations where someone said something really encouraging that's kind of helped you keep moving? Yeah. So I, I think of two things. Um, and one, um, for me, I did have a lot of insecurity around this, mainly because anyone can cook, right? Mm. Anyone can bake. And I remember saying that to my mom, it's like, I don't, I don't know that this is a good venture and that people will care because anybody can do it. And she's like, well, here, here's the thing, Tracy, not everybody wants to do it right? Some people want it done for them. So give yeah. them a chance to actually try you or, or try your product or want it. So I was like, okay. So that gave me a little bit of encouragement. And the second thing was I was at a show one time and I, I was, I had my stuff there and, and somebody asked me and I don't mind to, I have no secrets. Like I'll share all my recipes. I'll share all my techniques, all of it. Like I want people to have that kind of joy. But this one lady came by and, and she was like, yeah, my grandmother, I, we make these all the time. They're super easy to make. And I'm like, you're right. And do you make them? Like, how great is that? But, you know, I did. It did immediately. I, I tried to respond very graciously, but I immediately was like, oh, she's right. Like, nobody's going to care about like nobody's going to buy these things. Nobody's going to want them. And I it did a number on my psyche a little bit. And, you know, the people closest to me were like, uh-uh, no, you just keep going because it's not just about what you're selling. It's about what you're giving to people. And I was like, that's what I want it to feel like. And so I've had more people say, you know, like, you're not, I give a lot of stuff away. You're not going to make any money. But at the same time, it's like, it's not about making money for me. It's really about bringing people together. And it's about people enjoying what they're trying or what they're eating. I, I always invite people to try it, like, try it. Like you don't have to buy it, but try it, yeah, you know? And yeah. a lot of times they try it and they're like, oh my gosh, I have to have more or thank you for letting me do that. And it's just being able to talk to people and share in what I already find is joyful to me should be my motivator, not yeah. the demotivator when people are saying to me like, eh, you know, there's a million cookbooks out there. Who's going to buy yours or yeah, I could make that. I'll just, I'll just go home and make that. It's like, yes, yeah. do it. Go have fun with it. And instead of thinking, oh yeah, maybe this is not, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. 
So I've tried to keep that line of thinking because nowhere else in my life do I think that way, right? Like in my career, I'm pretty, I've, you know, been at my company for many, many years doing this for many years. Been a mom. I did it pretty good. Um, My kids are, you know, they're great adults. And so um, why not? Why can't I do this? Why can't I be good at it? And so getting past those insecurities, I think is good. And to your point, like, I think we should all be conscious of that when people are trying to do that, no matter what they're doing. Encouragement is the driver, the force that keeps people motivated and going. And and we should all be doing more of that. <laughs> yeah, the kind of unfortunate side of I, I consider myself a creator now. And I, I used to never I never would have said that. But I, you're a creator, too. And the unfortunate kind of downside of being a creator of creating something is that there's always going to be someone out there that can critique your thing right like when i started this podcast i had someone tell me hey everybody's got a podcast and first of all no that's not true like i know for example my mom doesn't have a podcast although mom (laughs) if you're listening maybe you should but also there's like there there's there's lies behind that like you know you're not going to be good enough you don't have what it takes and so it's so important to to tie it back to your main motivation, which for you is helping people, sharing stories, gathering, like all of the things that you talked about, and also having those people that are in your corner that can remind you in those moments that like, no, you are doing it. You are, you are seeing success, maybe not to the scale that somebody else has, has tried to set out for you, but guess what? It's not their thing. Like you get to define what, what success looks like and what, um, what progress looks like in, in your space. So. I love that. We're not for everyone, are we, TC? But it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But but I've, it's and it's also really good perspective. I, I can't remember who you said you were speaking to, but someone gave you the feedback. Was it, it was it? I don't know if it was your mom or your grandmother. Someone who's like, hey, yeah, not everybody wants to cook. Like, not everybody wants to bake. Even though maybe they could. Well, first of all, I I disagree with your point that everyone can because I'm not very good at baking or cooking. I can do it. I just can't do it very well. But right, like not everybody wants to do that. So there's your target audience, right? Like that's, those are your customers. Um, That's awesome. So, okay. So you've been at this for a couple of years and it sounds like it's grown quite a bit since you first started. I'm curious, what are some of the lessons that you've learned? And you've already kind of weaved some of them into the conversation, but if you could, if you were meeting with someone for coffee and they're like, Hey, listen, I, I love baking. I love cooking. I want to start, I want to start, I want to do exactly what you're doing, Tracy. Like, what are some pieces of wisdom that you would share with that person as they're starting out their journey? Yeah. So the big one for me um, is I am a pleaser, right? Like I want to take on and do things for folks when they ask me to do it, but I have realized what my limits are. And I think you have to stay true to your limits because if you don't, you set yourself up for, for failure. Right. Sure. And so I'll give you an example, a baking example. Um, I've, I've been asked a couple of times to cater a party for, um, a business owner and it was around the first year I did it, it was around 25 people. And that was manageable for me. Um, this year I actually turned them down because I had so many holiday orders that I didn't feel like I had the time to give it. And Mm. so I had to make the decision um, to tell them no. 
um, and graciously asked them to call me back um, and let me know sooner next year or give me some time to be able to plan for it. And it, it kind of it was very hard on my heart to turn them down. But I also knew that it would be rushed or it wouldn't be my best work. And I'd have to, you know, to, to condense it into a smaller amount of time. And I didn't yeah. want to do that to them. I didn't think it was fair. So understanding your limits and feeling good about when you say yes and when you say no to something, I think it's really important. And it can be hard. It can be hard if you're a person that, that does this out of joy or giving um, sure. to say no. But I think it's also better to say no than not do a great job. To not do your yeah, best. Yeah, that goes back to what you were saying earlier about kind of focusing in a in a couple of key areas and doing those things well, right? Like, yeah. I think that that kind of underscores that thought that like, yeah. you know, and a lot of people, I think early on, especially when you're just building a network, you're just starting out, it's kind of like, hey, I'll take any customers, any readers, any listeners, right? Like, yes, come to yeah. my thing. Um but it, but it's kind of a good situation that sounds like you're in where you're getting to the point where you can be a little more selective and say, no, nope, I've got, I've got this thing, these mints that I need to get packaged and ready and out the door. So I can't take on this other thing. Um, and, and I'm, I imagine that that customer that you were talking to respected that. And, and like, I don't think that they're not going to call you again. Right. No, they won't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're, uh, yeah, they're, they've already called me <laughs> for, <laughs> for something else. So yeah, I mean, it always works out that way. And, you know, I think just, you know, I, I've, I under, here's another really small example of that is that, you know, when I was packaging the mints, I started with jars. Well, jars are mm. expensive and heavy. Yeah. And I realized that I wasn't really, if I was going to make money on it, I had to be different in how I did that. And so I started researching packaging and I now I've come up with a really cute package. That's a bag that's cheaper for me to buy and easier for me to deliver. And, yeah. and so there are things like that. I think that you can do to, um, to really think it through, like presentation is, is really important, but also your cost and, and, you know, understanding where your limits are, right? Like, do you, I don't, I'm not super big on the money-making part of this. I know this isn't going to make me millions of dollars, but I also know that if I want to keep doing it, I have to be cost. I have to think about the cost and I have to think about what comes out of my own pocket and how I apply the money I make towards the business. And so there are some little things like that, that I'm learning along the way. And that I would encourage people like in your field and the thing that you're doing, find those people that can help you or, you know, research and, and try things out and see what works. And, um, and, and so that you can kind of move forward with, um, you know, expanding and doing more with the business. Awesome. So I asked you about your signature dish. I asked <laughs> you about your go-to order at a restaurant, which I have to admit, I'm a little disappointed that you said salad, but <laughs> But I get it. You want you want to have the sweets, so I get it. Take the give it the back. Uh, I could have said something else, but all your listeners that know me would be like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, she's not telling uh, the truth." That's not not <laughs> accurate, right? Um, okay, so if if someone was just like like me, and I I cook a little bit, you know, I my wife and I share the cooking at our house, but she does most of it. And when it's something that's really good, she's usually the one who made it. But if there was somebody who maybe even had less experience in the kitchen as me, what is a good easy dish that is a crowd pleaser that most people, if, if they had the right recipe, like you, like not to say you can't mess it up because I think you can mess anything up if you try hard enough, but like, what's a good starter dish that somebody could create. That's not too difficult. 
That's a great question. And I have two things that I would give you. One yes. is use that crock pot. Okay. Use a crock pot because there are Excellent. some really great recipes that are thrown in the crock pot and can sit and wait. I just made one this week, taco soup. It's not one of my faves. And I posted about it too, TC. So you can go check that out. Perfect. Um, but also um, one of the dishes that um, people love that I make is sour cream chicken enchiladas. And mm. you don't have to, it doesn't have to be fancy. It, you know, I don't cook the chicken. A lot of times I'll get a rotisserie or I'll, you know, get pre-cut up chicken um, from the, from the store. But, you know, anything where you can take the complexity out of a recipe, it's always going to be good. And so I, that's what I tell people. It's like, do the easier thing. Don't, you don't have to, to use all these fancy, crazy ingredients to have an impressive dish. And yeah. um, people think those sour cream chicken enchiladas are, are hard to do, but they're not. They're not at all. And so that's a big one for me. And I, of course, I love the crock pot. I'm, I'm Southern, so I love a good casserole too. So <laughs> there are plenty of those. But for me, simple and easy, always going to be good. And anybody can do it. I love, so I love your encouragement. I love your advice to take the easy path, like get the chicken that's already cooked like that. And, and as, as you're saying that, I'm thinking that translates so well to anybody who's doing anything, not just get like, if you're starting a business, don't do it the hard way. There are shortcuts you can take. They're easy. I got, so I just love that. I think that's such good advice. And, and there, those shortcuts exist and those easier paths exist if people do the work to find them. So that's, okay. that's great, Tracy. Well, I am, I am sufficiently hungry now. One last question before I let you go. How do people find you? What's your, what's your blog, email, website? How do people follow what you're doing? Yeah. Um, so Facebook and Instagram are my big two um, places where I connect with people. Um, so Grace Gather Eat for both of them. And I do have a website, but like I said, we are in the process of building it and making it something a little bit more than just a blog site. So more to come there, you know, I'll keep you posted. And if you check out my Facebook site or my Instagram site, I'll keep people up, up to date on when that's going to go live a second time, if you will. Excellent. And that's it. Thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. I have really enjoyed having you on, Tracy. I can't, I'm, like I said, I'm hungry. I got to go find some food now. Thanks. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Hey, thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, follow the show and share it with your friends. If you've got an idea for a guest I should interview or a topic I should bring onto the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can send it to me on Instagram at yetpodcast or send me an email at yetpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks a lot. Until next time, keep working on your goals and I'll see you soon.